Down Your Unders. Down Your Unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 63 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name, as always, at Nauseam, is Adam Camilleri. If you don't know who I am, congratulations. You have discovered and uncovered the Thanos, podcast Thanos of uh, the of uh, the year 2022, 2021, whatever it may be. I'm joined by a very intrepid traveler, a gentleman who has been playing uh, Warhammer on multiple continents, despite being very youthful, very, very young of age. His name is Jaime Paris. He is a member of the, is it the pro tabletop crew member of uh team battle brothers as well is that correct no tabletop life tabletop life that's it hello yes. dude and you we are here i'm joined by this amazing gentleman who you may or may or not know um to do this space wolf codex retrospective so working our way back through the codex this is our third or fourth of these retrospectives we've done the necrons we've done the space marines we've done the death guard now we're up to the space wolves and maybe blood angels and stuff i'm trying to break up the Imperium ones, because I know there was such a big block of Imperium content at the start of the edition. But Jaime, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do, brother? Um, and where can people tune in and find out more about your antics? Well, first of all, thank you for having me, man. Absolute honor being here on the show with you. I love all your podcasts. So really, really cool being here with you. Um, I am with Pro Tabletop Life and Pro Tabletop. And we make a lot of content on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Check it out. It's uh, Tabletop Life. We do bad reports. We do list building. We do meta analysis. Uh, anything that we want, we're a crew that are trying to get better as 40k players, and we just post everything that we do to become better and hopefully help other people become better in both competitive and the hobby side. So if that's what uh, you're interested in, check it out. Echo many, many, many of their sentiments. Trying to have a better life, be better, better community mm-hmm. people, be better people in general through the medium of uh, playing this fantastic game. Exactly. Um, but if, you may have heard of this gentleman, though. Jaime is he's only a, I guess, a new entrant onto the scene. But you may have, you may have, you know, heard some some weird guy named Adam calling some games at Charity Hammer where this guy literally put his thumb on the back of some of the best players in the world and said, sorry, brother, you're losing to Space Wolves today. Suck it. <laughs> and it was freaking amazing. So I thought, who better to have on than the guy who's literally championing this faction at the top tables right now? Um, and you're literally sitting here right now in a hotel room, having just yep. attended and competed in the, the New Orleans, uh, G-Dubs New Orleans Open, yeah? I just played eight rounds of 40k in the last yeah. two and a half days. And, oh my uh, god. Let's pop some more rules. <laughs> uh, I love it. This this is what I love about this is what I love about this community guy. I love gentlemen like Jaime who literally will go out and smash three days straight of 40k and then sitting exhausted, can barely speak, knees hurt, feet hurt. Are you young? Maybe they don't hurt that much. But it's just like, <laughs> hey, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go on this podcast with this guy who talks a million miles an hour. We're gonna push out like you know that's two or three hours of content talking about this fact. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I can't um, talk enough 40k and rules, so I'm more than happy to. Exactly right. Now, part two of today, which if you're all interested, uh, part two is where Jaime and I will be answering a huge swathe of listener questions jumped in. Jaime has pulled quite the crowd from the Patreon group <laughs> as people wanting to know more about how he plays, what he plays, what he likes and doesn't like, and where he thinks space was going in the future. But in addition to that, you can purchase that podcast in the second half of this over on the Art of War uh, 40k.com. Also, you can find me on Patreon, which is the Art of War Down Under. Look me up there. You can purchase this podcast and all the other incredible podcasts and content made by the Art of War, in addition to the awesome War Room over on the Art of War 40k.com. One single bundle deal gets you access to everything we do. Jump in, get involved, and we are, you know, 
trying to do similar stuff to what Pro Tabletop do. So it's, it's quite interesting. We've got these bodies coalescing. I love that we're working That's together right. as well because we're just going to, you know, rising tide lifts all ships, so to speak. Some good ideas in part two. Exactly right. Oh, in part yeah. two of this one, we're going to be talking about uh, the. I suppose the the backdraft, the aftermath of Jaime's run uh, in New Orleans, talking about the new archetypes, where we think space wars need to go in the future to contest with some of the hurdles that he's come across. And yeah, we're really going to be talking about space wars going into the future and possibly even writing a, a list or two for what we think and some of the tools they might need to take. But for those for those participating along at home, we're going to be starting this review from from page forty five, the detachment abilities, and we're going to be going through the codex kind of page by page as we do in the review, but giving more anecdotal and um, giving impressions from experience so we've got Jaime here who's an expert but he's going to be talking about what's worked for him what hasn't worked what have been the big hits and misses in this co- in this you know suite of rules that we given in this codex form and the things that he likes doesn't like and what's worked and hasn't worked so all right you're playing space rules yeah detachment abilities, <laughs> detachment abilities page 45 what do you get brother so what you get is you get our super doctrine by super doctrine i mean the extra ability that each chapter gets when they are in their preferred doctrine so you have the devastated doctrine the yep. tactical doctrine the assault doctrine for wolves is obviously the assault doctrine and when you're in the assault doctrine your army gets this ability called savage fury which means every time you roll a six in combat unmodified it procs an extra hit it's not even so, another attack roll it's a yep. hit Good distinction. Uh, so if yeah. you are, you know, for whatever reason, hitting with a negative one to hit, doesn't matter. The sixes nope. still go through, and you don't need to roll yes. another dice. Now, this is quite mm-hmm. interesting because of I, I know your preferred way to play. We're not going to dodge the elephant in the room in the fact that nope. you mostly play space with successes, right? So how does this couple with your preferred method of uh, list construction? So super important thing to notice is the Savage Fury procs always, as long as you're in the Assault Doctrine, regardless of like how many ta- like rounds of combat you've been trapped in. Mm-hmm. So it's different because I run Born Heroes and Warward of Rage. Born Heroes is a successful trade that gives me plus one to hit when I charge and only when I charge. Yeah. Warward of Rage gives me an exploding six in addition to my uh, successor trait, uh, my uh, sorry, my super doctor, my side of yep. fury. If I charge, was charged or heroic, aka the first mm-hmm. round of combat. If you're yes. stuck in combat because you didn't kill each other and you go into the next turn. You no longer get those exploring sixes. So it's only when you, like the first round of combat, where you get the full combo. But when you're the Soul Doctrine, you get double exploring sixes. You're fishing for those. It gets crazy. Exactly right. Now, we're going to talk about everything we go through right now. We're going to be trying to talk through the lens of playing that successor combo, which, is, to my mind, is the preferred way to play if you're not going to play Pure Space Wolves. But we will try and maintain a view of Pure Space Wolves going down. Um, and we'll talk about that a bit more as we go through. But how good is Savage Fury? Is it is it good? Is it amazing? And if you are playing successes, is it still always cracked up to be? I think it is amazing because it allows units that have low volume of attacks to go crazy, like a Redemptor, mm-hmm. five attacks, you roll couple sixes that's nine hits any thunder hammers those explode and also when you have volume of attacks like chain swords or lightning claws and you roll like 20 dice and you re-roll everything that's not a six you can get up to like 30 35 something yeah, 40 hits mm-hmm. so any low volume high strength gets better and high volume goes nuts it's it's and, i love it yeah I love it. and it really makes up for the fact that you might have a minus one to hit from a power fist or a thunder hammer because if you, mm-hmm. have, if you let's say let's say you've got you know unit of vanguard vets and everyone's you know you did a five guys everyone's got a fist usually you'd be like oh well, I'm just only going to hit with half the attack. But the sixes really make up for those misses. And you can find oh, you're yeah. hitting with more than you would if you were just and hitting with threes. when you spend keen senses as a strat later on, where like yeah. you're not in so you're hitting on two. So, oh, it gets exactly, so good. Exactly, baby. It gets <laughs> real 
Yeah, real saucy. There's some yeah. good stuff here. Um, and it's, it, another thing we're going to talk to is how Space Wolves fit in. I suppose the the lexicon or the archetype of the aggressive Marines. We're seeing this kind of spreading of the tide, the parting of the sea, so to speak, of the Space Marine archetypes. You see the ultra-aggressive Space Marines on one side, that being uh, White Scars, Space Wolves, uh, Blood Angels, and you're seeing the ultra-defensive ones on the other side, that being things like Ultras, say, uh, Death Watch, and Dark Angels. Dark Angels, and, yeah. And so you're, and so you can already see right now, you know, Space Wolves, they ain't sitting on the left side at all. It's right side, only right side. Don't try and try, try and do anything special with them apart from that stuff. But we're already into the strats, my man. Now, when I first reviewed the stratagems here, I thought they were pretty weak, legitimately. When I first reviewed these, it was 45 yeah. weeks ago I reviewed these, by the way. This, is, this book has almost been out for 12 months. Um, yeah. I thought these, I thought the stratagem section was possibly the weakest portion of this supplement. How have you found them? In application i use three strats all the time and i don't even know what the rest are that's that pretty much sums up my thoughts on it. all right what are those three <laughs> so the six inch hurricane intervention it's called counter charge it's yep. one cp for any unit zero cp for characters it's a six inch heroic intervention it's amazing because one you can use it to defend objectives mm-hmm. two you can use it for your characters to get into position especially if you're taking some of the fancy relics like our uh, armor rust mm-hmm. and then three one thing that a lot of people don't like really like um like take into account with heroic interventions is you don't have to end with an engagement range so if someone just puts a unit in front of you within six inches you can heroic either put obstacle on the objective to to seal it or just get six inches of move all you have to do is end up closer you don't have to end with an engagement range so that's a great yeah. little strat there uh, was that that was a change from last edition wasn't it i think last edition you yeah. had to come within engagement range mm-hmm. Now you yeah. have to end up closer. So it can just be a sneaky six-inch move if you need to. Oh, and yeah. um, especially if you have – sometimes you've got uh, defensive buffs. Like you can have a lot of auras coming off librarians. Mm-hmm. You can have a lot of – hell, you can have rights of war that you just tra- – yeah. yeah, oh, this guy charged and put obsec on there. Well, if I get rights of war there, my infiltrators, you know, uh, or, or my blade guard who won't obsec now hold that objective again. Yep, There's exactly. a lot of interesting, really sneaky stuff you can do with yeah. that. We, can, the we next can definitely one? dive into that in part two, or like all the stuff that you can do with that strap. Yeah, the applications. What's the yeah. other one that's a go-to for you? Keen senses. Um, it's it's a strat that lets you ignore modifiers to hit, charge, and then in combat. So use it in the shooting phase when the unit's selected, and then you go through the rest of the turn ignoring modifiers. It matters when you're trying to charge through like uh, dense, uh, difficult ground to ignore the minus two. Um, heavy weapons or someone like lightning fast reflexes, you can ignore it. And then any weapons that have a minus one to be hit in combat, you can ignore it. So I yep. love using that strat. Yeah, it's actually got a huge amount of applications. I'm just going to read out verbatim for people because there's a lot to this. Mm-hmm. On CP, you just strategy in your shooting fa- shooting phase. Select one Space Wolves infantry, Space Wolves black, Space Wolves cavalry unit from your army. To the end of the turn, you can ignore any or all uh, hit roll, bliss skill, or weapon skill modifiers. And each time you make a charge roll for that unit, you can ignore any or all modifiers to the charge roll. That's really cool, especially thinking, well, obviously against custodies and things like that. Or against, uh, is it inexorable who have the minus two to charge death guard stratagem? Yep. Really, yeah. really tricky. Story, Sangleful Grenade. Mm-hmm. All that it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the only real, the only weird thing I thought about this when I read it the first time was that you had to trigger it in the shooting phase. As in, uh, I thought it, it was it was weird that you couldn't do it in the in the at the start of the charge phase or the start of the the the, the fight phase. You just had to do it in the shooting phase and kind of put that flag on them for the rest of the turn. Yep. Like this is the one. Don't bother, you know, lightning fast reactions. Don't bother trying to do all your tricks. This guy's just going to do it yep. at once. I thought it took away a little bit of agency, but at the same time, it just gave you like a lot of consistency. You know what I just noticed? 
you can what? declare at any point in the shooting phase, regardless if that unit is already activated or not. So, like, if you yeah. do some long fangs and, like, they shoot and then the second unit doesn't need to keen senses, you can go back to your wolf guard unit that has, like, a power fist and thunder hammers, mm -hmm. even if they've, like, already thrown a grenade and then spend it on them. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you don't have to do it when they shoot, just yeah. in the yeah. shooting phase. It's quite interesting Very there. Cool. Um, what's the third one that you always go to? Uh, Savage Strike. Plus one to wound. One CP for five models, two CP if it's more than five models. Any Which is very fair. Army, very yeah, fair. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus one to wound. This gets crazy. When you have lightning claws rolling wounds, when you mm. have thunder hammers going into big targets, great strat. The problem is you have to charge to use this strat. So it's when a unit charges, yeah. you can spend them plus one to wound. I know it's um in the fight phase. You strategy in your fight phase. So you, mm -hmm. you already know you've made the you've uh Oh, sorry, if that unit made a charge move this turn. Exactly. So you have to do yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. You have to do it. You, right. to you have to do it on the charge. Um, but we know, like, for the life of the entire Chaos Space Marine book, Veterans of Long War is the best damn thing in that book. It has been the best damn thing in that yep. book for, like, it four has. plus years. It's and just say, I know. Double shooting is pretty good, too. Oh, but that's right. Veterans is veterans, you know? So good. And having that yeah. in melee for, for a melee-centric faction, it just seems money on the bank. Um, yeah, but there are some other interesting ones here. Like, are you saying stuff like, um, you know, cunning of the wolf, go for the throat? None of this stuff makes any sense. Pack hunters no. even doesn't no. make any sense. I tried that early on with like Thunderwolf cavalry and Cyrus. It didn't work. Just mm. those those Thunderwolf just get picked apart way too quickly. Now, one um, that I th one yeah. that I thought you were going to say that you didn't was. Uh, relentless assault. I thought you were going to say relentless yep. assault because of the jank ability. But you're saying that's yes. what well, that's at the right place, right time stuff, you don't end up using that Absolutely. every Absolutely, especially when I run the chaplain with the plus three charge who already gives me that plus three inch pilot and consolidates. This one is cool if um, you're trying to get like an, on an objective after you've charged something and they're on their own. Normally, my chaplain is supporting the units moving up. So this mm -hmm. one is, as you said, right place, right time. Mm -hmm. Another cool one that I used to spam or spam or like whenever I needed it was cloaked by the storm. This is a strat that you can use on your yeah. librarian after you cast the power. Yeah. Tell us about it. Because I think this is one that people should pay attention to because I think this is going to get exponentially better in the next kind of three to six months. Tell us the story. Well, if, if Thousand Sons is still a problem, I'm not running a librarian. <laughs> <But before laughs> well, that's... Thousand Sons, mm -hmm. um, especially when Marines lost their chapter the master like rerolling everyone around them so now like only one unit gets all full rerolls and most armies don't have access to full rerolls this is a strat that you spend when the librarian casts a successful power from the space wolf's tree um you can then spend two cp to be having a six inch aura around the librarian of minus one to be hit for any space wolf's model regardless of core character or whatever yeah so you combo that with the cover psychic power that we'll cover yes. later yes 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 i used to use that just to tank as much damage as possible especially like low terrain tables it's a mm -hmm. great combo yeah i was about to say as soon as you as soon as you see the first like so let's say you go to play an eight round event yeah chances yep. are you played on a sparse ish table in those eight rounds yep. one mm -hmm. one that wasn't as good as you wanted it to be this is mm -hmm. a great little plug like problem solver strategy but Absolutely. the reason the reason i said this is one that people should pay attention to is because i think this is really helpful in your orc matchup amazingly helpful in your matchup well you have to go first that's true you have to go well of course you have to go first which is unfortunate that's that if it was just two cp or hell if it was just three cp and you get it turn one maybe you do it if you if you go yeah. second then you're going to get absolutely smashed but yeah. um and the fact that we still don't have a bunch of the other baseline four plus to hit armies in the in the meta at the moment there's no 10 
Dow, no NIDS, no guard really prevalent. Yeah. All those three things get a get a um, get a book, get a powerful book. This thing will be good. Like yeah. undoubtedly, this thing will be good. Absolutely. Whether it'll be, whether, but you're saying you're, and we'll we'll speak about this more in part two because T Suns yeah. and to a lesser extent for Space Wolves, I think Grey Knights have become a big deal, a big deal yes. in the meta and need to be accounted for. And you can't just mm-hmm. go, I, I'm of the same opinion as you, I think. You can't just go taking a one utility psyker anymore because no. it just costs you the ability to take a ball of witch and you leave 15 yeah. points on yeah. the shelf, right? Yeah. We'll go We'll go deep into this guy later because there's a lot mm-hmm. to talk about the librarian. Yeah, there sure. is. Because Exactly right, because there's a legit psyche tree in here. Like, is there any mm-hmm. other, um, you know, right place, right time stratagems that we didn't mention? Um, I mean, healing bombs is kind of a joke. Uh, so is. space wolves are not allowed to take apothecaries. It so is, what yeah. they gave us is this strat for one CP. Your chaplain can heal a model, but it's not flat three; it's D three, and you mm-hmm. can only do it once. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a bit of a kick, a bit um, of a slap in the face, man. Like yeah. th- when I when this say something <laughs> a little more rude, but yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was the biggest reason that I thought this book wouldn't be good. Because I, when, when Space Marines first came out, I was like, you're telling me that every turn I just get a 50-point model back every single turn of the game, and these guys are the only ones who can't do it? That just oh, makes them I worse. Oh, have an carry. Oh, it's, my dude, goodness. How good would it be? It would be so oh, good. But um, But that just made me think that Space Wolves can't be as good as White Scars, can't be as good as Blood Angels. You're telling me every turn a Blood Angels player gets a Vangvet, a Sangard back, or a White Scars player gets a Terminator, an Aggressor, a Blade Guard, you know? Um, you're telling me these Especially guys... the are extra good. move you can get. Yeah, exactly. Because it's incoherency. So you're adding a big base within two mm-hmm. inches in front mm-hmm. of your unit. It's yep. huge. You're adding three yep. or four inches to a unit. Like it's, Spot yeah. on. Oh. And you're saying, I just thought, well, these guys can't be as good because those aggressive armies just have this. Firstly, they're just getting value back. They're getting distance mm-hmm. on you. They're getting to mm-hmm. use all of their aggressive stuff faster. Space Wolves can't be as yeah. good. And I'm happy to say I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Space Wolves can hang. And uh, and you're a, you're a prime example of, of the, that fact. Uh, but moving on from the strats, overall, do you still think the strats are, are weak compared to other books, or do you think they're just fine? Um, every book has those like three standouts. Uh, what I think wolves are lacking is like that one, maybe two strats that are also right place, right time. Mm. Um, what I really want back is a strat that was called uh, Lone Wolf, which was yeah. when a sergeant, when a oh, sergeant yeah. was the last guy surviving from a squad. You could turn into a character. He gets two wounds plus two attacks, three Facts. hits and real wounds. If we had that strat, this book is ridiculous, but it's not. It's Man, not so. can you imagine <laughs> your successor traits with oh, Savage Fury on a Blade Guard Sergeant? Don't get me going. Oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> just runs up oh, seven attacks, hitting on twos, explode, double exploding sixes, just goes uh, 11 hits. Hit, oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So uh, uh, phenomenal. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> There's on. also a strat here uh, called the uh, Deed Worthy of a Saga. If you have a character yeah. that doesn't have Warlord traits and they do something that uh, completes a saga that we're about to talk about, you can give them that saga. I've never used mm-hmm. it. I've never seen it come up. I have water traits on all my characters. I don't know if anyone out there has done it. So if they can, if they have, I want them to let you know because I've never used it. Yeah, well, that's one of those things. So I've heard about that one as well. And yeah, I've never seen it used. But in, in when I when you read it, you're like, oh, this might come up. But it never seems to, does it? Nope. Nope. Interesting. It not. Interesting. All right. Onto the Warlord traits. Now, like you like you just pretty much explained, um, this, they, this Warlord traits come in two forms. There's the actual Warlord mm-hmm. trait, and then there's the Saga. Tell us what the tell us what the deal is here. I, I want to say that this is by far the coolest system in 40K. You have Space Wolves <laughs> with Warlord traits, and they have this Saga, and they have to... Like, in terms of fluff, it's amazing. You have a character with a Saga, and they complete it, 
they inspire everyone around them. It is amazing. And there's some really good ones in here. So number one, Beast Slayer. While this world is within engage range of an enemy monster vehicle, add one to the attack characteristic. Each time you make an attack against a mortal vehicle, add one to the wound roll and the hit roll. Great. If you want a guy nice. to go kill characters, sure. Now with the no crazy number of attacks on characters, this is not as amazing, but it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The crazy part about that one is if that character, his associated saga is if he kills an enemy monster vehicle, you now have a six inch aura of plus one to wound for anyone in for melee attacks against mo- monsters and vehicles. Mm-hmm. So plus one to wound aura against monsters and vehicles sounds amazing. It doesn't really come up in this meta because there's so yeah, much yeah. Uh, infantry. Yeah, exactly. But right. It's a cool one. It's a cool one. You never know. Right. Like knights yeah. come around, imperial guard tanks come around. Yeah, monster mash, cool. monster mash, monster mash, like we oh, said. Yeah. Um, you know, I, in fact, the the kind of the funniest time it does it ends up coming up is against Drakari just smashing down raiders, right? If you need your warlord to go kill raiders, you're already in trouble. Exactly <laughs> so I, right. I, I, I exactly would not right. want him going to go kill raiders. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so what's, what are the standouts here? What are your go-tos? And which ones do you think are, are a bit Hunter. of a miss, which are a bit of a hit? Hunter? Hunter, so Hunter, Hunter, this Hunter one is, if you're playing Space Wolves, you have to take Hunter. I so this is number, f- number four. Number add four. one to advance and charge rolls to this warlord. This warlord is eligible charge in a turn in which it advanced or fell back. Big distinction there. And uh, what's the saga here? If you make a charge, you now yeah. give an aura of advance and charge. So if you do the thing this guy was literally invented, created, and born to do, cool. <laughs> you get it, so, an aura of advance and charge. It's phenomenally good, this, isn't it? It's amazing. The reason why this is so important is because of the buff it can, gi- it can give to the speed of your army. As of now, mm. nothing advances and charges. Your Wolfguard only charge within 24. Terminators only charge within 17. Bladeguard only within 18. Like Your threat yeah. range is a set. There's nothing you can do about it. Not like White Scars. Not like a black templars mm-hmm. with a devout push mm-hmm. triggering this early like say someone like forward deploys and you can yeah. get your, ta- your your warlord to get this off on that forward deployed unit without risking the warlord himself your army now advances and charges and it gets crazy fast does man i've seen some really crazy stuff happening every time i play space wars i've killed this guy immediately as soon as he triggers that oh he made a charge he cannot live through my next turn like he just cannot he cannot be allowed to survive to my next turn because guess what happens he runs he runs away buffs up the rest of the army and like i get a thousand points in combat with me the following turn it's terrible terrible um but uh at the same time when this goes off it's i've seen people do nuts things to get this to go off like first turn just putting this guy solo into like five intercessors he puts him down. Cool. Yeah, he's just sitting in cover behind that line of sight, blocking in the middle of the table. Yeah. Everything advances up behind him. Next turn, rah, num, 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 game over. It's what really, I really cool. What I love doing is late game, turn four, turn five, when you pushed up to the middle to contest objectives and you've got five bodies on a backfield, advance and charge over your army, kill your backfield unit, steal your mm. objective. You now just can't score points anymore. Exactly right. Because you have to go between two. Super fun. Uh, What's your next go to here? Because I, I quite like um, res- that. Which one's your go-to? Oh, sorry, I actually, I Which remember when I reviewed this, yeah. I didn't mind Resolve of the Bear, but I've never seen it used now. Ever, ever since I said that, I still, it just doesn't seem like that's the role Space Wolves take. So it's cool because you can combo it with one of the relics to make a character super tanky. But the mm. problem I see is if you make it one of your, like, uh, Wolf Lord on Thunder Wolf, uh, super tanky, no reroll hits, no reroll wounds, mm. six up in a pain, minus one to be wounded or whatever. Uh, he's not hurting in combat. He doesn't. He's, he yeah, exactly. Thunder Hammer, and he has barely any attacks. 
Mm-hmm. It's not it, you're gonna make someone super tanky to not then not do damage. I don't. It's yeah. not my playstyle. I like yeah, the style. I like trading units. Exactly right. It seems to be not the playstyle of most Space Wolves players. Like it's just why why bother trying to survive when you can just kill? And, yeah. and that's the game. And it's that's yeah. the game we're playing at the moment. Like nothing survives. This guy, nothing. this guy still wouldn't survive. Five incubi still probably kill this dude because they just hit on probably. twos. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They don't use rerolls to kill stuff. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of the issue. People just have the tools that it doesn't matter yeah. in hindsight. Um, any of these that are like your fringe one, your like your third pick? Wolfkin is one word off of being amazing. <laughs> so Wolfkin gives you D three additional attacks instead of one as a result of, uh, of yep. a shock assault. So if it was D three plus the one you get from shock assault, now we're talking. Oh yeah, because oh, right? like a third of the time you just roll the one and you didn't get anything extra for the yeah. one CP you probably yeah. spent on this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a Warrior lot of the time. With five, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, and, and a lot of the time, your character, your killer characters. If it's not your warlord that needs to survive to give people the aura, he's kind of a missile. You shoot him in, he kills the squad, trades up, and then he probably dies, like eighty yeah. percent of the time. Yeah. And so you know, doesn't get a huge amount of mileage. You get yeah. to use that role once. Anyway, sorry, you go. Warrior born gives you fight first. The problem is when someone charges you, they also have fight first now. Yes. So yep. they still activate first. So it doesn't make a big difference. The sagas come into play eventually. But I need Hunter so early. Yes. But like I have to, I have to, uh, I have to take Hunter, and then mm. my I Hunter, and then uh, Rights of War, which is a Space Marine uh, World Trait. Those two World Traits a, you have to take. I was about to say uh, if yeah. you like, that's why I asked you. Like, is there a third pick? Because I I do yeah. believe Rights of War will always be your second pick, or the, either that, or if you if like if you actually wanted a missile, Imperium Sword or Champion Humanity are actually better than um. Than Wolfkin because they get the exactly. real charges from Imperium Sword. You still get the pluses as well. Um, anyway, but yeah, mm-hmm. overall, I think just Hunter just blows my mind. Hunter is amazing. such an auto take. Yeah, it's, it's incredible, incredible. Yeah. All right, jump down to the relics, my dude. Now, <laughs> I did this mm. with the Necron one. I said, all right, let's talk about all of them except the Armor of Russ because I feel like the okay. Armor of Russ is such an auto take. But let's just talk about the other ones because everyone's already knows that is so good. Everyone what's knows your Russ, yeah. What's your second pick, third pick? So here's the problem. If you're running Space Wolves successors, you can only take one Space Wolves relic. These these relics yes. are locked to Space Wolves. You can't take the special issue war gear, but the relics, you can only take one. And you're taking the Armor of Russ, so like the other ones are pointless talking about. If... <laughs> <laughs> like right like you can only take one you take armor of rust no questions about are you it. telling if me are you, are, you, yeah. are you telling me that fireheart the relic plasma pistol isn't worth what a cp come on what does it do uh it's nothing it's a pellet it's a relic pistol, pistol one strength nine ap4 <laughs> damage three can you die overcharging? Uh, yeah. no overcharging okay so you're fine uh i mean you can take it if you want to obviously Jaime's is not you on the meme of this show where we always bag out relic pistols um, um <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm. I'm sorry. If it was like three shots, then we can like joke about uh, it. It's one shot. I'm not joking about it. I, I, I'm, <laughs> joking. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking, man. I'm joking. It's a pile. It's, it's a pile so of crap. Bad. It's a it's pile, so absolute bad. pile of crap. I thought. Uh, I thought if you're gonna pick something to laugh about, space rules. I know you have the whole thing about bow pistols, but black yep. death with the D6 additional attacks. I thought that was a pretty hilarious one when it's only damage mm, one. Damage and one. And like no rerolls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, congrats, you killed the 10 guards, but you were going to kill anyway. Good, good for you. <laughs> Unless you roll a 1 on a D6 that you can't re-roll, and then you're stuck yeah, with it. You're stuck with it. It's just, just a, yeah, yeah, bad. It's rough. Um, it's rough. I thought the Wolfenstone was quite good when I first reviewed this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read that it's, one out mm-hmm. for people. It uh, has a following ability. Beast, you'll charge aura. 
Um, Space Wolves core units within six uh, real charge rolls. And then once per battle at the start of the fight phase, the bearer can invoke the Wolfenstone, blah, blah, blah. If it does, select one Space Wolves unit within six of the bearer that has Savage Fury. Until the end of the phase, each time a model that unit makes an attack, an additional hit is scored as a result of Savage Fury is achieved on a modified five instead of a six. See, I thought that was going to be good. I thought I'd see that is, more often. It is. It is good. Mm. If you, but because your successes, you log to one, you take an armor rust. If you're sp- yeah. pure space rules, you take both. Because you yeah. can do like drop or assaults where you got like seven inch charges re rollable. Uh, it's really really good. Wolfen also give you the ability to re roll charges. So if you don't want to take the Wolfen yep. stone, you can take Wolfen that give you an aura re roll charges. The exploding fives instead of sixes for one turn is cool when you're trying to go crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's only once, which at yeah. the right time it can be great. But there's ways around it. The storm's eye um, is a joke. It is an absolute joke. <laughs> so read that one out, just so you know how much of a joke this is. Once so per turn. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go, man. You go. No, no, you, you got it. You got it. Once per turn, uh, after resolving the effects of a psychic power from the Tempestus Discipline that was m- successfully manifested by the bear, roll a d6. Each enemy unit within 12 inches. On a 4+, plus, the stuff was one mortal wound. You are not taking that <laughs> relic. Uh, and that's if you're taking a Psycho, which you're not taking. The Pelt of the Beowulf on paper is pretty cool. Each time a, yeah. a melee attack is made against the bear, so minus one to hit, minus one to wound. That's not not bad, but it's just... Like that's said, the one you stuff alive with Resolve of the mm. Bear. So now you're minus yeah. one to hit, minus one to wound, no real hits, no real wounds, and a six of healing pain. Like, that's good. It's good. It's it so is quite good. You're, yeah. you're not killing what charged you either. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know um, either. Are there any special issue war gears that are even worth talking about? I don't. None of these have. I don't remember any of these. Yes, two. Uh, the oh, first sorry, one yes, is Frost Mortise Weapon. And Frost Weapon, yeah. yeah. All right, tell us about Mokai's Teeth. So Morkai's Teeth Bolt is you select a model with a bolt weapon. By the way, especially so war gear can go on sergeants for a CP. So mm. Eliminator Sergeant can take this relic, which is cool. Yes. It's you select a bolt weapon. Um when that model is chosen to shoot with, you can shoot you can choose to shoot that weapon to fire Morkai's teeth bolt. If you do, you only make one attack. If you hit, the target takes a mortal wound. And until the end of the Wait, uh, what is that? It doesn't say when this ends. It doesn't. I bet it doesn't. Uh, like an uh, sorry, until the end of the turn, uh, the attack sequence ends. Uh, until the end of the turn, each time attack. Yeah, it's, it's in, until the okay, end of the turn. You get, you get a lieutenant aura against them. What's sick about this is like a lot of the other bolt weapons. Oh, well, some of the other good ones. This isn't restricted to just space wolves. This is what you nope. take when you're going to ally. Yeah. Oh yeah. You take you take like a patrol of wolves with like a mm-hmm. uh, cap Phobos captain with the relic. Sniper, uh, not the relic sniper, the the, the relic, uh, not the, the carbine that this, the captain has. And it's yep. assault, so you can advance him around and shoot him. Yeah, and you hit something, and suddenly the knights are rerolling ones to wound against mm-hmm. that target. Mm-hmm. Or Man, your guard, I, or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's that's, really good. I've got, the, I've got that list in my battle scribe um, with, yeah. with that patrol. Uh, Pelt of Russ, um, Thunderwolf Captain. Uh, one unit of of, uh, of wolf guard with jump packs, one unit of infiltrators, mm-hmm. and then two tank commanders, bunch of scions, bunch of manticores. It's actually yeah. quite beautiful. And they add yeah. that's a great combination because the space wolves add all the things that Bulgrin can't do for you defensively. You know, you got that fight's last aura. You've got the aggression where you can sling out and you know be imposing into the middle of the table, and you won't just you, you actually kill things. Bulgrin go yeah. into terminators and you, you do nothing. You might you might kill a terminator with nine Bulgrin. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, but tell us about Frost Weapon. So Frost Weapon, this is the relic that I have on my 
uh, chapter master on his lightning claws because it affects lightning claws, power axes, and power swords. And yep. yeah, and, and power axes. Yeah, so the axes, swords, and, and lightning claws. And it's basically mastercrafted weapon for plus one damage, but it also gives you plus one strength. Yeah, man. Which is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you actually ended up putting this on? On my chapter master with lightning claws. Because Beautiful. a German sword gives him plus one strength, he gets plus one strength from the frost weapon. So now mm-hmm. he's eight attacks, strength, strength six, eight yeah. two, two damage. And exploding. that six goes a long way. Double exploding sixes. So he, And then rerolls to wound. So in all reality, he gets like 10, 12 hits and then oh, yeah. rerolls to wound to strength six. He's a monster. The most he? I've had him do this weekend is 18 hits. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, disgusting <laughs> no you wouldn't be you're like <laughs> what is this guy so- well at least you're paying like 140 points for the guy right 155 yeah yeah because the succubus does that for 65 points 55 points and we yes, don't even talk about yes. it I, I and this guy, this guy and two water this, tricks on a relic but yeah exactly this guy does it and we're outraged and a succubus does it for a quarter a third of the cost and we're yes. like brah this is crazy all right um, let's talk about the psychic discipline because this is actually good. Like this is legit. It I is, actually it like is, this it discipline. Is, it is. Yeah. Tell us about it, man. So you have six powers, like most disciplines. The they can only be, only be taken by space force librarians or room priests, which we should call them room priests, but okay. Mm-hmm. So you have living lightning, it's basically an exploding smite. So it's a warp charge six. You select the closest enemy unit within 18, they take D3 mortal wounds. Then on a D6, on a two to four, the closest other enemy unit within six of that unit and invisible yep. suffers one mortal wound on a five up, it suffers D3 mortal wounds. So it's basically in a, a chained smite. It's cool. If, cool. if we see a lot of one wound uh, units everywhere, it could be cool, especially because now you're doing a smite and this, you're doing 2d3 with a, not, with a uh, chance of doing an extra d3. So it's cool. Murder's Hurricane, um, amazing psychic this power. Is the, this, in, in, this is the best power, I think, right? I, I, w- I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. So, so it's a Warp Charge 6. You yep. select the unit within 18. Does not specify needing line of sight. Big, big distinction there. And if if they're not wholly on terrain, they can't overwatch, and they have to fight last. It's the fight's last because we know mm-hmm. a pel- we know we know a belt of rust does gives you gives a fight last aura. Rust, yeah. As soon as you get two applicators of fights last, it's it's really really smothering for any yeah. other aggressive army. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially when uh, if you're going aggressive and you're charging and you can make two fight last and then you charge a three units, mm. a third unit. That's three activations you control. If someone's about to push you, you can make their. Uh, their unit fight last, and now you get to hit them first once they charge into you. There's a lot of yep. things you can do with it. Yeah, and then you put some uh, wolfing on the side that fight on death. Like it's you control four fights. Is it or is it is it is it safe to say that space wolves have the most applications of fights last? Because when you add in like a a six inch intervention judicia, if you, if you wanted to, not that I, I if, think, you, if you wanted to, and you also have access to the whirlwind, so you you can have four you can have four applications of fights last a turn. Is is that the most of any other space marine faction? I think that's the most in the game, to be honest. Of marine Marines, yes. Do you want like Incubi with their? Oh, that's true. They're technically, thing. you can have three of Incubi and Drizar that have the four. Then you have if the Archon with the Aura. Yeah. yeah. So there could be five there. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> why why do you make a funny noise at the six inch Judicia? Because that's that's a lot of fight last. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah, well, it's, it's too much. It's ninety five percent of the time is too much. Like. It is. Uh, you, you just one of them just ends up being a point sink. It could you didn't be over, um, over investment, yeah. But um, well, let's talk more about this tree. Um, so tempest, wrath, um, whatever. It's minus one to keep power. 
That's not too bad. Yeah. Might might come a bit better later in the meta. Um, Instincts Awoken is uh, you get shock. So you get to be in Savage Fury. So you get Assault Doctrine. And sixes are an extra rend. Is that correct? On top of Assault Doctrine. Uh, it's you get to go into Assault Doctrine, and if you're already in the Assault Doctrine, your sixes uh, yeah. to wounds are an extra AP. That's it's yeah. cool, but eh, you have a eh. strat. Oh, we missed that yeah, strat. Exactly. It's a strat to put a unit into the Assault Doctrine early. And and there's we also a space green strat to give you every to give them every doctrine. So you've got two better yeah. ways of doing this without yeah. taking an expensive psyker. Um, yeah. Stormcaller is quite good, right? This this is one that mm -hmm. people should pay attention to. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what's it do? So Stormcaller is also War Charge Six. I think all of them are War Charge Six except jo Jaws of the Werewolf. So yeah, War Charge Six. If you if it goes off, every model within six inches gets light cover. Super important when you're playing on a light table. Where you like you have to go in the open, especially when you have your storm shields that give you a one up save, yeah. your terminators get a zero up save, your dreadnoughts get a two up save. It, yeah, it's uh, it, it might be the difference between dying or surviving. Absolutely right. It's a, a big deal, especially the fact that you can give it to vehicles, which otherwise it's just impossible to get. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this is the second best uh, power in the tree. And it's funny that we when we talk about the powers. I don't, there's not a, apart from T-Suns, there's not really a power that I've gone through that makes me, that, that deals damage that I care about. All of them are either buffs or debuffs. Is that how you see it as well? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Psychic yeah, phase is not as crazy as it used to be. Also, Jaws of the Wordwolf, never heard of it. Never seen anybody use it. Never seen anybody take it. I didn't even know what it did because I completely forgot about it since the last time I reviewed it. <laughs> it used to be a lot cooler than this. It used to like if you have like a low Dude. move characteristic. If I roll above your move characteristic, you take a mortal per. That was really yes. cool. Now um, it's just fifth, nine dice. Dude, I, I can't remember if it was fourth or fifth edition. It's probably before your time, my man. But this thing was busted as hell. Like this really? thing was ridiculous back then. It was the worst. It was the most most powerful psychic power in the game. People used to just be like, "Jaws is broke." But anyway, um, we're up to the secondaries. Uh, this is where I think there might be a bit of a miss, but I'm hoping you tell me uh, I'm incorrect. So at the beginning, when it came out, I loved it. So yep. which one was it? It was uh, Warrior Pride. Warrior Pride. So, yeah, Warrior Pride. so it's like, oh, I'm playing an Assault Army. I get three points every time I make two charges. It's like, oh, that sounds mm. great. And at the beginning, I took it every single game. I make two charges, three points. Two charges, three mm -hmm. points. Yep. Uh, two units are in combat, three points. I don't even have to charge. If there's two ongoing combats, I get three points. Yep. The problem was when I started going into like the higher skill tables, I didn't want to charge sometimes. And if you take I... a secondary, it's like you have to charge. Yes. That's not um, as, as soon as Drakari came out, I was like, this is, you can't take this anymore. Yeah. Can't take it. If you're charging them twice a turn, chances are you're losing two units a turn, which means by turn three, you don't have an army. <laughs> you've mm -hmm. lost six, you've lost six yeah. units and you've probably got like a character left. Um, <laughs> space freeze just can't do it. Uh, but you're right. Like there are, there are still some matchups where this is phenomenal, right? Yes. If like someone is going to like go crazy at you and you know, you're going second. So you get turn one charges. The problem is if you go first, and you're not charging turn one, you're not getting exactly. those three points. What you could exactly. do is take eliminators with a fire and fade so you can get easy mm -hmm. charges on the flank like we can talk about that part too if you really want to take that secondary but aside from that like the other one is heroic challenge it's uh, i select my character you get to declare one of your characters to accept my challenge if i kill your character with my character it's 15 points if i kill you in combat it's 10 points and if i kill you in shooting it's five points sounds and super so cool a, the first time i took it <laughs> start of the first command phase you must select one space character from your model from your army to issue a challenge and your opponent then selects mm -hmm 
expects mm-hmm. one of their um, guys to take it. It's just, yeah. it's just so bad. You have to be like, man, I'm gonna wipe you, and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna wipe you. you. So I'm, gonna signif- I'm so confident. Yeah. I'm so confident. I'm gonna yeah. table you. I know exactly who's gonna kill your characters. Like, exactly that's how right. You <laughs> just like, you, there's no bigger sh- call, like calling your shot in all of 40k than this. I believe. Like, <laughs> like you don't stand a chance. It's so bad that I know exactly what's gonna kill what. Like, yeah. I don't know about that. I have such mastery of this game, like in its entirety. You have no <laughs> say. Like, yeah, hilarious. As you said, so you used it once. How'd this, it go? I've taken it once. I was playing against knights. You know, it's like the six models. I can probably That's kill the fair. character with my chapter master. Yeah. What I failed to realize is that his Castellan was a character. Oh, I did not kill his Castellan at all. Especially not with my character. So yeah. I got zero on that one. That was wrong. <laughs> and I haven't taken it again. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you if we talk to a lot of other competitive spaceball players, they say the same. They're like, took it once, thought it'd be funny, got a zero, never again. <laughs> never again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so far, yeah, I do think this ones? is... I, I do th- Sorry, go. I'm looking at the other ones because I've never like really looked at the other ones. Well, like, what do you think on the other ones? That's that's right. I, I was actually just trying to look at the other ones now because I can't remember them because the only ones I remembered, only one I remember was Warrior Pride because I thought it was the obvious standout. So put the glory kills, uh, scored two victory points. If any character units were destroyed by a spell unit from your army during this battle round, if no character units were destroyed, but you know suffered three or more wounds, take a get one instead. Score three hundred points if any monster units were destroyed by a space with character during your battle round. If no monsters were destroyed, but they took three wounds, like that could be okay one day. Like that, that's that's probably one a day. better that's probably a better night pick than one the day. hero challenge, right? Because every three wounds you do to a character is a point, and every time you kill one, it's two points. It doesn't uh, say in not, combat either, does it? It doesn't say in combat, nah. That's cool. Um, yes, yeah, so that that could be alright. That could be okay. Um, if they carry, yeah, if, if you look at their list and they've got three character knights, that's uh, that's worth a thing. But seeing as it's only like it's not for every three wounds you do, it's if they did. Um, yeah, you do twenty wounds, it's not like it's only it's only it's only one point, so it doesn't scale well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that one's a, a big miss. You'd have to see a, like a proper monster mash. Yeah. Maybe maybe it is monster mash demons. Like if we see if you see like you know the, the the triple keepers of secrets and stuff, that could be sure. okay. Because they're all monsters, they're all characters. You get it, you get yeah. a bunch of points. But I think you um, said very well. One day, one day, maybe one day. <laughs> and seeing as I've already, I already think the demons have had their day and gone. Like at least for now, like maybe that, that that's passed. Um, what's the uh, mighty saga do? I've never even seen this one. So I'm looking at it, and it's a big chunk of uh, text, and all I see is just warlord everywhere on every mm-hmm. line. So it's basically a mighty saga. Your warlord can score points up to five points per round for a bunch of things. So. If it kills a monster vehicle, um, it gets two points. If uh, if it loses, if a monster vehicle loses wounds, you get two points. If you kill a vehicle, it loses two wounds, uh, two points. If you destroy a character, you get two points. If you kill more than five models, but with your warlord, you get two points, up to five. But that's your warlord. Like you have to yeah. have your warlord doing that amount of work every round, and you lose your warlord. Like now you're not scoring points. Like that's exactly dangerous. right. So you need to, Firstly, you need to expose the guy. Like every mm-hmm. turn, turn after turn, this guy needs to be exposed and doing stuff. That's just a win more, man. That's so you a total know what? win more. Interestingly, um, it's it's up to five points per per round. So you could yeah. max this in three turns. In three turns. You don't yeah, have to do a turn one, turn two. So it's like oh, where like you have like twenty points and you can lose points. This is twenty-five points. And you mm-hmm. can lose those throughout the game and still max it out fifteen. So I might look at this one. 
<laughs> what would you what would you use it on? Would it be your um lightning claw jump pack? Yeah, because because he kills yeah. five models, no problem. He kills vehicles and monsters, no problem. You, exactly. I was about to say Thunderwolf uh is not as good because you want infantry and you want fly. So you can jump over yeah. stuff, get through the ruins, and get yeah. where you need to go. The um, problem I see is it's two points per each of these. So realistically, you're only getting four points if you're killing vehicles. Yes. Because two points it's for doing so wounds, two wounds for killing it. Characters only give up two points. And then yeah. killing five models is only two points. And I would never like split attacks to try and mm. kill five models and a character. So, I mean, you could get two mm. to four points a turn with this if you're going against like Drukari, where like you can go kill a character, then a raider. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard. I don't know how you're getting the five. I can see getting fours. Like if you're if you're really good, really switched on and plan accordingly, getting a four isn't that bad because you go um, five or more models were destroyed at the start of uh, by by the results of attacking my this warlord, and he's on an objective. So you just send him onto your opponent's objective and kill their objective holders. Four points. Where are you getting the last one from? Uh, the objective one is wholly within your opponent's deployment zone. Yeah, ex exactly. What I mean, you go into their deployment zone, kill their kill their five intercessors. Well, yeah, exactly. He gets four points and he dies. <laughs> you know, I don't see where I he's getting like the fifth one from. I feel like this is similar to the to the heroic challenges. Like, I feel so confident in this matchup yeah. that I know my chapter master is going to go everywhere and do everything. Um, yeah, a total win, total win more. Exactly right. Yeah. Um. All right. So we are going to be jumping down from here. And going into dodging all the crusade stuff. No crusade. Name generator. Oh. No, no crusade. That's a different podcast that I haven't I started yet or want to start. I, I was listening um, to your other podcast and I know you skipped it as well. Um, Name generator, 60, my favorite. Page sixty-one. Um, Berserk charge, headstrong, swift hunter. So this is the stuff that you get by just by being pure. Yeah, this is what you get. Um, no, it's everyone gets it and you only benefit from Berserker Charge if you're pure. Oh, so yeah, Berserker Charge is an ability that goes on Sky Claws and Blood Claws, pretty much. And it says if you're basically a pure successor, a pure wolves, or that direct successors where you're taking the same abilities, if if that's what you're doing, then your Sky Claws and Blood Claws get an extra attack. If you're successors, you don't get it. Mm. But um, everyone has so, it, but you don't benefit from it. So Swift Hunters is advantage charge. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is pile in or consolidate an extra inch, and that's on all the the wolf stuff, yeah. So that's the uh, the, yes. the thunder cav. That's on Anything the Federation wolf cyber wolves, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What's headstrong? Headstrong is on um, blood claws and sky claws as well. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, and that that's they have to charge the closest unit, yeah. Yes, and that's, and the way you that, interpret it is you have to declare the charge. Now, when you declare charge, you can choose to decline the charge technically because the wording doesn't say you have to resolve mm. the charge. So technically, you can be like, I'm just going to declare, declare this thing that's within 12 inches. Sometimes it Roll sucks because you have to eat Overwatch, and there's there's ways yeah. around it. But um, you can decline the charge if you so choose to, if like if you want to. Technically, yeah. based on the wording, it's yeah. in, in the main rulebook. Exactly right. So you, you're you're allowed to roll the charge and then decide if you're going to go in or not. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. So. What's interesting there is that, like on paper, it was just like, ah, oh, ha, 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 I'm going to move and advance these guys up to be a, a five inch charge away and make you charge off an objective and then kill you because I'm like Lich Guard or something. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a rule that G Dub made ineffective just due by how they've structured the, the addition. Yeah. You do have to declare the closest. So if you deep strike, you can't charge something like around the side or whatever. So it is yeah. a little annoying. It um, is, yeah. It has come up a couple of times in my games. We're like, oh, I've got to declare this one this close where, where I want to jump over them. But there's, uh, you, you, yeah. 
Whatever. It's gonna be and it's gonna be really bad if Tao come good because <laughs> they, if they all yes, get Overwatch, if you have this... to if you have to declare a charge into Riptide, I know. Like, oh. Dude, it's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, a Riptide just toes into twelve inches from you, and you're like, oh Jesus, no, <laughs> free kill, free That's kill, rough. not your turn. That is yeah, it's rough. rough as. Um, all right, we're gonna talk about some data sheets now, dude. So the first swathe of this. It's just special characters. characters. It's all special <laughs> characters. I think um, we have the most named characters, right? I think that's I, do you, you do. I've said that on another podcast. I, I went on a rant yes, on Forge the Narrative. Yes, you said it. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the podcast. Why, why the hell do Spatials have more special characters than every other cool? Spatial chapter combined? They do. They, they do. They have, it, They have. I think, it's one less, sorry, than every other special, every other combined. Like, Imperial <laughs> Fists, first founding chapter, so many novels, so many everything about it. One special, well, two special characters now: Lysander and whatever his name, big old chinny Tor fist Garadon. boy. Ga- yeah, Tor Garadon. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, these guys have just these guys have got like nine, uh, <laughs> thirteen like that, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have a quick count. You tell us about some of these special characters and who's worth it. I mean, I play successors, so I don't use these at all. If you're playing pure wolves, there's a lot of great choices. People love Logan Grimnar on the sledge. They call him Santa on the sledge. He's a <laughs> he's a special shelter master. He moves pretty fast. He hits like a truck. The problem is he's 14 wounds, so he doesn't get carry protection, so he gets shot. Najal is a librarian, the master librarian. He's got a bunch of cool abilities. Again, I think there's better options, especially the problem with the named characters is their world traits are set and their relics are set. And, and you sorry, and you mm-hmm. can't take relics on named characters. And there's so yeah. much you want to do with relics, with armor of rust, with force yeah. weapons, with the world traits. I just wouldn't take a bunch of the named characters except bjorn because he's super yes. cool and he hits say. like a truck um Our bjorn and gr- mm-hmm. i was gonna say is is ragnar still good eighth edition ragnar was everywhere ragnar was oh, the reason when you, you had a touch of the wild <laughs> exactly he was a uh it was absolutely mental yeah. <laughs> um he made a succubus he made a succubus now look look petty and and bad yeah by what he could yeah. do um but is he any good like what, what's what's wrong with him no he's still very good it's just He's a captain, and you can only take one captain. True. So, are you going to take him as your name character? Then, are you going to take a chapter master? You're messing with elite slots, and C- so the problem with wolves is CP, HQ slots, and elite slots. You're all like fighting for the top. So, yeah, it's just he's great, but there's better. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, eleven, eleven um, uh, special char- <laughs> named characters, not including the fact that Logan is included twice, once on foot, once on. Did you count so Murderfang and Elite Slots? I did. I counted Murderfang and I counted Lucas the Trickster. Um, cool. So eleven, eleven special characters. That's like, right. piss off. <laughs> you have to take two battalions. No, you have to take three battalions to take all the named characters because there's nine HQs. Yes. And two elites, so you have to take three battalions. If you want to take all the named characters, and there's uh, and Ragnar's a captain. I think Chrom is a ca- yeah. Chrom Dragonglaze is a captain. So you got to split those up. Yeah. Um. But oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, Beyond seems like the the only one that that slaps me in the face as being like pretty good value, like legitimate value, right? And then I really like Murderfang. Murderfang I'm, with oh, two different dreadnoughts just sounds like <sighs> such a fun thing to I see go across the table. I actually love it. I actually love it. I've never seen it, and I actually don't think it's that good. Now that, like, when I oh. think about how to make it work, um, because they're so slow, they're just slow. But the, the Wolf and Dreads are eight-inch moves, and you're advancing them because they don't shoot. So, like, you're moving like yeah. your twelve inches turn one, and turn two, you're charging. So it's like, are you going to kill the Wolf and Dreads? Do you have but enough shots to kill the Wolf But see, that's the thing that worries me. Are you charging turn two, or are you advancing up and getting charged turn one? 
by your opponent or getting charged turn two by your opponent. I mean, Marifan's a character. You can fight on death. That's true. That is true. That's something that... Sorry, I thought fight on death was um infantry or biker, but whatever. You might well, know better than me. It might, uh, well, I might not know better than you. It might, <laughs> it might not be like, we'll it, but dude, vehicle. Oh, how many points is Bjorn? Bjorn is like 200, I think. Yeah. He's, he's, tough, he's toughness eight, guys. Um, with a five up, feel no pain. And under ten wounds for a character. He's one eighty with the multi mounter, which is cool. Which is cool. You can take a twin, a twin last cannon as well. Yeah, that's twenty points though. Twenty points more. Yeah, it's rough. I think you take um, the mounter. I love him. I love Bjorn. I love his. Cool. I love his fluff. I love his model. I love his rules. I think Bjorn's the the triple threat here. Um, yeah. There was a little bit made upon release about Santa on his sleigh. That's Logan. <laughs> Logan on Stormcore. People thought he was going to be good. People thought he was legit on paper. He was actually not bad because of the the so he gets the advance and charge yeah yeah swift hunters he's got a good inf- he's got a good save he's got a bunch he's well he's got more than ten wounds so it, it's, he's got fourteen wounds I didn't like that he was tough in six but he had a two plus armor so he got around it um yeah. he didn't shoot to save his life but he slapped in combat real hard um is there anything to him or is he- what are you what are you what are you going about he has a stormbolt he's a monster it's <laughs> got a stormbolt <laughs> shut up Adam it's, got, it's not even mastercraft it's just a regular stormbolt it's not even mastercraft I know it's not even master, it doesn't even warrant a mastercraft and stormbolt in these days like legit there's a dominion there's a dominion in the sisters army carrying a better stormbolt than the chapter what? master that, uh, <laughs> we need to talk to games works about this this, this cannot stand slap slap right there um, <laughs> uh, but yeah people thought he was going to be good like is, yeah. is there any play there I mean he hits like a truck if you get him it there does. It does he's 14 wounds with a 4 up invon he might tank some damage mm. but he's not infantry he's cavalry so he's going around the ruins he yep. can get move blocked he doesn't fly you put one speeder in between two buildings and he doesn't move like that sucks 6 inch rogue intervention is nice because now you can like it's harder to move block him but I don't know I don't know, man. And on top of that, no. his movement degrades. That's that's the first thing I saw that I didn't like. I was like, oh, just give him constant. Just make it so he's moving. He can be 14 wounds, two up armor, say full bust in cool, and his movement 10. It's not that fast in the game at the moment. Movement 10 ain't no. that fast. Movement 10 with fast. advance and charge is pretty good. Like, it's actually pretty good. But if he's... Then he's movement 7, and then he's movement 4, and you're like... Yeah, his movement should not bracket. Crap. It shouldn't bracket. He... Yeah, it really shouldn't. Um, he should he have really like a minus one to be hit or something. Yeah, he needs like a minus one to hit. Uh, no something. rerolls, minus one to win. Yeah. He needs something. Permatrans human. You. Yeah, something's he, missing in the data sheet. Some just yeah, because not like, there yet. The the killiness is there. Like uh, yeah, we we've, we've already talked about it. Um, all right, we need to talk about Wolfguard. So last chapter approved. Last chapter approved came out and hit yep. all the Vanguard vets. Yep. What didn't they hit, my man? Wolfguard. Now. <laughs> the Wolfguard are different. They're the same, exactly the same thing as Vanguard Vets, but they're not called uh, Vanguard Vets. Now, they're, not, they're not the same. Oh, they have okay. one less point of leadership, and they can't yep. combat squad, and that is why they're cheaper. That's that's okay, fair. Not being out of combat squad is actually rough because huge. You can't get you can't get six five mans in, in your okay, four, If five I could mans. combat squad Adam, I would take the full Ooh. thirty. Like no that's all you would take. That's how my list. That's right. That's right. If but, I could have six squads, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and, oh my um, goodness. What's the so there? Are they 28, 29 points for the lightning claw thunder, uh, lightning claw storm shield jump pack? Something like that, yeah. I think they're twenty eight points. Um, and I think it's, right. is it thirty or thirty two, thirty three now for the vanguard? So it's a significant discount that you are getting. You're getting. Then all this, all the exploding sixes actually add up phenomenally um, on these guys. So that's the first one I want to point out as the thing that I see everywhere. Um, yep. There was a bit to do made about um, 
Thunder Cav and Wolfen when they came out. But everyone thought Wolfen had dropped off, Wolfen a crap, because they still got a four up armor save. Um, only two wounds in in the anti marine meta that they came out into. Everyone was like yeah. Wolfen a trash. Uh, 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 what yeah. do you think? They they did they lost that so before they had an advance and charge which was huge mm-hmm. on them. They had a five up Fiano pain which would let you spike saves and make them a little more survivable. And they could fight twice back in the day, and then they could fight yeah. on death, even if they had activated. Now mm-hmm. there's no Fiano pain, no advance and charge, and they can only fight if they have not activated. So yeah. they got hit like a truck with a nerf bat, mm-hmm. unfortunately. They're still cool. They're cheap. So you can run them with like all claws. They're pretty cheap, like 120 something. Hammers are still amazing. They, they still kill whatever they touch. It's just they don't they don't get there anymore. It's a problem. They're mm. still great on really dense terrain, but they don't they just don't get there. Now I wanted to make an argument for these guys, and, and I'm happy you brought up keeping them cheap and cheerful, like 120 mm-hmm. whatever points for five of them mm-hmm. with just lightning claws. So I've seen a lot of people in G, in GSC hive mind. They're pivoting towards units that have that just fight on death, just fight on death. Um, yep. Things that take all their whips and whatnot. They just like uh, tuned warriors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because things like Drakari go in with like Incubi, and like you kill three tuned warriors and they fight on death. Chances are you kill three or four Incubi in return, and you've done a, yeah. you've done some work for your value. I think there's more to these guys than people think in the current meta for Marines because they just get to always trade. And I think that adds a bit of value, especially when you yes. like you said before. When you add it in with things like um, having fights last elsewhere, you can just extract a lot of value from multiple yes. combats. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, man. I'm just I'm just spitballing here. So I completely agree with you, except one thing: flyers and artillery, buggy just, orc buggies yeah, are everywhere yeah. that crush these guys. If these guys with three wounds, then uh-huh. we're talking because the artillery buggies don't crush them. Don't just exactly. And then right. the flyers, like stubbers, go through them because they have a four up save or four up in one. Mm. Yeah, the four. I'm not, I don't understand why they got a four up. I just don't understand. Still, Toughest five. Uh, yeah, it takes them to a three plus. Who cares? It's still die. <laughs> yeah, it's it not. It's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. They they kill phenomenally well though. Like three attacks base. Oh, yeah. Add in the lightning claws. Add in shock assault. Five attacks. They're just going to kill whatever they want. Um, I had them in every list until Drukari came out. I used to yes. run the force on the hammers because they would kill all marines, knights, death guard, mm-hmm. all of it. And then um, I dropped them because they were no longer efficient into Drukari. Now yeah. there's an argument to be made about lightning claws because you put them behind a wall and then Drukari just can't charge you. Can't charge you. That's what I liked yeah. them for yeah. when Drukari came out. Because I was looking for... When Drukari came out, I lost like nine games in a row to him. I couldn't beat him with... with well, and, and <laughs> I was the same. Yeah, exactly. I just couldn't touch him. I was like, the closest yeah. I got was like 30 points. And so I was just... I looked through every damn book for like a thing, just a thing to like even the playing field. Yeah. And this is one of the ones that came to mind. Tell us about Thunderwolf Cav because a lot, a lot of game was made of Thunderwolf Cavs. But on paper, on paper, I think Thunderwolf Cav possibly might be the best thing in the book. But in application, I think they are poor. They're poor when you I put them on the table. Agree. I completely um, agree. Tell, Tell us why you think that. Them getting advanced in charge was huge. They mm-hmm. needed that so bad. Now they're fast. Now they can get turn one charges if you deploy on the line and there's no terrain on the table. Yes. <laughs> if there's a single yes. rule on the table, you have to go around, <laughs> you're no longer charging turn one. Their you're bases no are massive. <laughs> yeah. Their, their bases are freaking huge. And they're not, yeah, they're they cav. They can't go through the walls. It's just, yeah. the table, the, uh, t- today's tables is horrific. I've seen people with a five man charge turn one into intercessors 
and not kill five intercessors because only two guys get to attack. Yeah, and you're charging out of, out of five. Like yeah, out of, exactly out of five, out of five guys. Like only two yeah. guys get to attack, and you're like, well, why'd you bring the other three guys, mate? You know, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also the problem with them is their four wounds. Like four mm. wounds is great, don't get me wrong, but the problem is it's a multiple of two. So anyone that yes. wants to kill Marines is killing Thunder Wolves, and then any D three plus three is automatically exactly. killing one. If these Instant were five killing. wounds, mm -hmm. now you need three two damage to go through or bad rolls on d3 plus 3 damage doesn't kill one that's mm. that they that's that's what would tip over the survival exactly right now i'm still i'm still yeah. a fan of having like one or two score one or two three mans i think you don't take any more than three if you're going to take them at all and i don't well, think you put any weapons on them I, nothing Ooh. nothing take storm shield that's it keep it okay. keep it with the damn chainsaw <laughs> Just, just like um, just bullet magnets. Yeah, bullet magnets get in the way, clear screens for the more important stuff. Like, yeah. Um, but I, I still, I still don't like them because you'll just get one. You go to an event and two tables out of your five, they won't be able to charge anything. Like, oh, cool. I'm going to yeah. stand in the middle of the ruin. Yeah, I'm not going to stand near the walls because yeah. I know you got Thunderwolf Cav and you can't charge. You're, I'm immune. I'm immune to your Thunderwolf Cav. It's Probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, tell us about another unit. Uh, you wanted to talk about Murderfang and the the um the Wolf and Dreads. Tell us a story there. So. So Wolf and Dreads are a unit that I'm looking at now because I am so tired of my Redemptor. She's getting sniped by AP4, mm. Last Cannons, and Dark Glances. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put a 4-up in one of my Dreadnoughts. And let's yep. see if those 4-ups... Because 4-up in ones is a really awkward thing because you either mm. pass them all or fail them all. So if I've got this yeah. Dreadnought, this T7, minus 1 damage, 4-up in one, that's hard to kill. Well, exactly right. I mean, if they had nine wounds, they'd be ridiculously hard to kill against the, the things like the the D three plus threes, because like most of the time you're going to get a, a four four damage or five damage. Yeah. Taking those down to three damage and four damage with a four plus invuln, you went from needing three or four to kill you to needing six or seven, which is a huge huge difference. And that a lot of people aren't taking a long way. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people aren't taking that many dark lenses anymore. No, I most do. people see taking five at most. Yeah, I mean absolutely. that's that's like that's four raiders in a unit of Trueborn. That's that's yeah. what I see most often. And then um, what I love is their eight-inch moves, and they have no guns unless you're taking heavy flamers, which I honestly might not. So because they're either advancing or they're charging, and you don't want to flame the yeah. unit that you're charging. Exactly so they're eight-inch right. moves, so they're decently fast. And then the best part is their claws. You take the claw on the shield is what I think. The axe is cool, but with a minus one on hit and no rerolls because they're not core is not ideal. You take mm -hmm. the claw because it's strength ten, AP three in the in the assault doctrine, three damage. And that is the perfect profile to kill orc buggies. Yes, that is absolutely right. Yeah, wow, you're spot on, dude. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think and of the, that. And, and the and the claws reroll wounds. Yes, it's a and three so damage landing claw. How many? How many points is this guy? 125. 125. So you still, so like an orc buggy is 90 points. So you're still yeah. coming down by a couple of points. But I expect, and I well, pray really. orc buggies. Not yeah. really, because your five attacks hitting on yep. twos, your sixes double explode. If you roll one or two sixes, you've got like eight hits. Winning on That's threes, re-rolling, you kill two That's and a half true. buggies. That is true. Yeah, that is true. You have a and, chance and, to wipe a three-man buggy squad. A lot of the time, people have to pack their buggies in so tight that you can charge mm -hmm. two with these big base. Pretty easy. Um, yeah. Man, yeah, I think you might. You made a good argument there. I actually am down. I am down for that. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm, one I'm, last unit that I want to talk about uh, uh, once you're done. Um, oh, yeah, I'm actually dropping off the Redemptors as well. Um, yeah. A couple of things that they that have just come into the meta that I, I'm not a fan of. The, most like for me, it's the it's the buggies as well. But it's the scrap. Is it the scrap jets that have all the, the wing missiles and stuff and crap like that? I think so. Yeah. Them admech um, and to, yeah yeah. What yeah. I actually like about Redemptors now though is uh, I I don't mind putting one of them out in, only one, put one out in front of my army, 
five plus feel no pain him against the mortals and walk him up against t suns and you know just yeah. have an effective 20 ish odd wounds it's not not too bad um yeah. but still it's not a, it's 185 points for the privilege yeah, you can just do just it with a rhino. The mortals, that's rough yeah you can just do it with a yeah. rhino or an impulsor yeah. uh, what's the other one you want to talk about cyber wolves i love these dudes tell you tell me why. why why do you like them if you are not putting at least one ideally two <laughs> if you could three Sarah's in your list, you're doing something wrong. The reason this, why is yeah. they're 15 points for single, single model unit. Yeah. With secondaries like Oath, which is like if you're in the middle, two points, here's a 15 point model, kill it. Yeah. Screening, objective holding, engagement fronts. Yeah. Oh. Um, no, no other Space Marine army gets to do this. The closest thing we no. have to this is Grimaldus's uh, um, servitors, Cenobite sure. servitors. Um, and then Landspeed but, Storms as well. Man, people take 55-point lens speed storms. I take 50-point attack bikes to do the same thing. You get to do it at 15 oh, points. You? Yeah. <laughs> I take a, I take like one 50-point attack bike in most of my list to get Oath turn one when I don't want to leave I my deployment zone. That's, because... that's a cool idea. Even without fly, you, you still, you're still okay getting that? I take one, yeah. I, I, a lot of the time, I'm happy to take one to do that job. Um, and that's it. That. Yeah, that, that's, that's, it, that's if, a cool idea. That's a it feels idea. bad. If well, it feels bad because you get to do it for fifteen points. I do it for fifty. Yeah, points, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sabbles, sabbles yeah. are max. <laughs> Technically, you get three of these guys, and I pay five more points and get one attack bike, and you have three of these guys. You know, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's good. I think I, I'm of the opinion every detachment starts off with your HQ. Your troop for your patrol, and then two cyberwolves, <laughs> and then you build your rest of your list. I absolutely you, agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but my man, agree. that's going to finish us up for this part one, dude. We've covered the Space Wolves Codex from kind of cover to cover for the bits that we think that are relevant yeah, that are good, people should pay attention to. There's one more unit, and we're going to have a bit of a laugh, but we might not. We're not um, talking about the flyers, are we? No. no. <laughs> hounds, of, <laughs> hounds of Morkai. Oh yes. Okay, um, okay. On release, when when this came out, everyone's like, "Oh, cool! They're doing specific primary units. This should be fun." And then we looked at the rules and we're like, "Holy crap! What a pile of bleep!" I this mean, is... they tried. They tried. They did. I don't think they did. <laughs> they tried right up until they gave them a points cost, and then they <laughs> gave up. <laughs> I think but what dude, they got wrong was the um. They can only ignore. Um, they can only not be targeted if they're not the closest. So you can't yes. even screen your army with them. I know. Like if you can put your in front of your armies, like you can't smite my army because these guys are in front, and they're like amazing, I can right? tank one turn, then you shoot them dead, and they're like gone. Mm -hmm. But it's like if they're not the closest, they can't be targeted. That's useless. Yep. Yep. That's yep, so yep. useless. So bad, man. Um, all right, breaking down these guys. So hands of Mokai, essentially they're supposed to be like Psyker Hunters. What you get for the privilege, um, they get to ignore Lookout Sir roll against Psykers. In addition, each time one of this unit makes an attack against the Psyker, add one to the attack's hit and one to the attack's damage characteristic. So if they get into combat with them, they'll probably kill them. You know, if a shy of a Demon Prince, they've got a good chance of killing, you know, most of your Psykers out there. Um, this can only be targeted by... An, the target of an enemy psychic power if it's the closest enemy unit to the model manifesting psychic power. In addition, each time this unit would lose a wound in the psychic phase, roll a d6 on a four plus, that wound is not lost. The thing is, though, you can still you can still debuff them. You can still be like, oh, you know, over there, hard their move. Over there, uh, you know, no longer obsec or you know, whatever. Yeah. You can still debuff them at will. 
um, if they're not the closest. And the last one is, while an enemy psychic unit is within 18, subtract one from the psychic tests. If they're within six, subtract an additional one. So the minus two to cast if you're within six, minus one within 18. Now, I there's a couple of things there I don't mind. Um, did they go, have they gone down in points? Are they still, I remember no. them being stupidly expensive. They're like 120, aren't they? Or like 110 or 115 or something like that? Yeah, I thought they were more expensive than Infiltrators. Um, but let me just quickly check. <laughs> Maybe. I, I believe you. <laughs> like, I don't believe you. <laughs> you believe, just on face value. Like, you. yeah, that sounds dumb enough to be true. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, 20, 22 points a model. 22 points. Um, That's 110. That's not bad. Is yeah, that with Wargear? Uh, I don't think you can take Wargear. You can take, I, I think you have to take the grapnel launch or whatever it's called. Yeah, but that, they just there's no options on their on their points cost, All so right. they just they just one ten. Um, Grey knights, T suns are, are are here, alive in the meta, taking scalps, kicking ass. Have these guys got any play? Do you think? So the shooting at psychers is cool until you remember that a uh, thousand suns have that uh, that rubric protection strat that lets them like yeah. not let you shoot at them, and it's not a lookout source, so you can't ignore it. So you can't shoot the psychers because they just protect them yeah. with the rubrics. That's also, memory. these guys aren't these guys aren't going to kill anybody with shooting. They've only got pistols. Ah, but it's two damage. Ah, uh, it will be two damage. Yeah, the and these four wound psychers, like it's kind of cool. Like you could, mm. but it's not great. Well, wait a sec. So you would get plus one. Wait, is, oh, actually, sorry. Let me look at, let me look up again. Where are they? Um, so they get plus one to hit and plus one damage versus psychers. So against yeah. rubric marines, you get minus minus two. So their three plus goes to their five plus invon, which it already has, and they're multi damage. So we ignore all this dust. Are these just yeah. good at killing rubric marines? E, with five shots, you might kill like two <laughs> rubrics. <sure. laughs> you might kill. That's where it falls down, right? On the head, five shots. Yeah, good. If they have, have the carbines, if they had the carbines that the reavers have, that would be amazing. Mm, it would actually then you got be good. more shots. And then uh, yeah. if they could forward deploy, the minus one to cash would be relevant. Mm. Uh, but they can't forward deploy. And I don't know. It's just, it's an elite slot. And like, you got way better elites. Fair, fair, fair. Look, I think they're still bad. I, I was trying to, hopefully you knew more than I did. No, and there was no. a way to make them good. But I just can't see I've it. I've got them. Um, I've built them. i painted them. I have not put them on the tabletop. <laughs> fair, 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 my man. Well, dude, I think on that note, we'll wrap this up. Um, is what's the prognosis on space wolves? Just to encapsulate, give people a, a sentence or two. West Bulls and space wolves are now. What are their big challenges, and what can what what do you think will be the future for them if we were to look you know look back again from this point six months from now? Sure. So we're we're about to cover in part two is list building, list ideas, and I think the biggest challenges that wolves have is what do you do with your list. And I think that like it sounds vague, but like. Your HQs are limited. Your leads are limited. You want CP because there's good things you can do with your CP. So just figuring out which are the right units and what are the right combos and how to get max efficiency efficiency out of your units. Because realistically, Wolves and, and Marines in general, we're starting to fall behind in the meta. Like yeah. We're not like in the dirt, but like we're starting to fall behind. Mm -hmm. And you need to be milking efficiency out of every unit, and you just need to figure out how to do that. Exactly right. Well, so that so uh, we, the last episode we did was on skew lists. That sounds like you're talking about maybe going for a bit of a skew, but we'll leave that for part two. Yes. Um, is, is, is a space will still good enough? Can they still hang? Are they still good enough? I mean, firstly, are they still good enough in the wider meta? And are they still good enough a space marine faction to warrant your attention? Or should they be left on the shelf? So far, with how the meta is changing every month with every new codex coming out, every time a new codex come out, there's been a way to adapt to it. What mm -hmm. I'm finding more and more is it's harder and harder to bring an old comers list. You might just have to accept some armies you just can't beat. And as of now, for me, that is works. Admech is almost there. 
But orcs, as of now, I can't beat unless I skew into them, and I don't know how that affects other matchups. So we just have yeah. to wait and see how yep. the meta evolves. Exactly right. And now they're, they're hitting that. Now we talked, like again, we talked about this last week. We've hit, we're hitting that crux point for Marines, yeah. where uh, the all comers that Marines have has a hard counter. The all yeah. comers has a hard counter, and so that means do you do you hold do you hold the line and just try and get good just get good enough at the game that you mitigate that to the best of your ability and keep that all comers or do you start the skew and we're going to talk about that we're going to unpack that in part two Jaime, where can people where can people catch you where can people see some of your games what's the what's the youtube what's the website tell us about the things again again check us out on tabletop life on youtube we have a bunch of videos bunch of battle reports i've got a bunch of videos breaking down space wolves and all other armies, battle reports, list building, and just how to enjoy life with 40k as part of it. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who's uh, sending questions for our next episode. Thank you so much for the incredible support for the uh, Art of War and all of Art of War in general. Jaime, my man, you're being an absolute pleasure. Absolute honor to have Thanks you on. Um, anything you want to say before we peace out? No, thank you for having me and uh, make sure you come listen to part two. Beautiful. Love your work, man. Uh, thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you over there. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow.